Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Kavaza, and for today, we do get into uh, what I suspect is going to be a very interesting conversation. Um, we're going to be talking about water right and uh you know some of the water that is lost due to failing infrastructure uh, that's the conversation we're going to be having and uh, to help us uh, to make sense of it all um we are going to be talking to the team over at access communications um you know just around you know some of the things uh you know that they are seeing i'm very interested in this simply because um you know when you think about a company like access you don't um you know typically um you know think about them uh, from the point um, of uh, you know water and infrastructure so we're going to be um, having that type of uh, discussion uh, but uh, to help us to unpack that we are joined uh, by Marcel Marcel Brains um, who joins us uh, from Access Communications Um, I think a good place for us to start then, Marcel, is getting a sense um, of um, access communications itself. Um, you know, we are we on the platform are no strangers because um, we actually had uh, your colleague uh, Rudy Opperman on the platform some time back. Um, so maybe you know, just as a refresher, you know, out there for people uh, just to understand uh, what it is uh, that you guys are and uh, the context from within which you guys are coming from. Absolutely. So Access Communications is a technology company. Many years ago, we invented the first IP network video camera, and since then, we've been innovating uh, new products that add value to the surveillance industry. We've got a few uh, solutions and products that we take to market. Many of them are being used in uh, different ways to just security. And of course, today, I think we'll talk a little bit around what we've done for waterways and, and, and water facilities uh, and how some of the technologies have really added value to daily operational aspects of different parts of the business. So I think a good uh, question that people might, you know, then ask, given the fact that you guys are coming from that world of, uh, you know, surveillance, AI, cameras, um, what your interest is, you know, when it comes to the world of, uh, you know, infrastructure, water and the like. I think you heard me at the beginning alluding to the fact that, you know, given what you guys do as a business, it's not a conversation you'd expect from a company such as yours. So maybe you could uh, talk to us just around what your interest is when it comes to, you know, something like that. Yes, I, I think from a camera vendor perspective, when we started the organization, we always had the mind of being an open company in terms of partners being able to integrate with us. And as we see developments coming through, especially in today's day and age with uh, AI technologies, there's a lot of companies developing different types of analytics that can be used in different ways. Um, and of course, us being able to provide a platform where these software partners can integrate into and actually use our, our technology to add value to others, I think is where we find it very interesting. On the other hand, though, in some of these solutions, we also think that sometimes over-engineering technology from an analytic perspective is sometimes not needed and sometimes just a basic visual product where you can actually see what's happening uh, ticks a box for somebody else. So I suppose it depends on what the requirements are and, and what the need is 
um, we can provide from a basic solution with a good quality product all the way up to a complex analytically uh, inclined product that can actually solve different different use cases. So let's talk specifically then um, around uh, around water. You know what you guys are seeing around water being lost forty percent. Um, you know from some of the poor infrastructure. Um, a couple of things from us is firstly, what are you guys seeing? And then secondly, because you've now described to us the various types of technologies you have, how have you guys actually been able to make a note um, of some of these uh, some of these trends? Uh, yes, I think from a uh, from a technology standpoint in South Africa itself, we we're not very much involved with a lot of the infrastructure directly. Um, we have had a few uh, projects in Cape Town, for example, with the water and sanitation plant in in Stellenbosch, where they monitor what they're using to actually uh, treat the water facilities. Um, and they make sure that the, the flow and obstructions and things work efficiently and that there's no issues that could potentially cause any damage. In terms of some of the technologies that we've seen uh, globally, we, we are involved in some, some other projects as well. A lot of it is around dams and water levels and making sure that when, it's, when there's flooding that occurs, uh, there's nothing that really damages the infrastructure through that process. Um, and if we think a little bit Locally, what happened in uh, the KZN region last year, there was a lot of damage that went through uh, the water facilities because of the flooding that happened. So a lot of pipes were blocked up because of dams or rivers that, that flooded um, into the actual uh, infrastructure that provides clean drinking water to the public, which caused a lot of issues. Um, so when we look at some of the technologies that we can do, it's how to monitor what's happening in the general environment and potentially prevent some of these issues from happening by monitoring what happens over a period of time um, and potentially looking back. So if we think of uh, what happened in KZN last year with some of the rivers that, that got flooded, um, they can take that historic data and actually try and implement a few things to prevent it happening in the future. So there's different ways that we can look at it, um, and I think it's a case-by-case -case scenario, but we're always interested to have the conversation and understand what the needs are so that we can try and provide some sort of solution. It certainly sounds, you know, like such an interesting uh, space to be playing in, and especially given the fact that um, there are so many infrastructure projects that, uh, you know, various, both in the public and private sector, um, you know, people have out there. And I can imagine that uh, I think yesterday even um, I was at a presentation by MTN and uh, they were talking about how, you know, for them, you know, load shedding has really become like a big issue because you now have to have backup power at your network sites. But specifically to what you're talking about is the fact that for them, um, the issue of security around their sites is such a huge um, issue, such a huge investment and such a huge part of their consideration when they are, you know, building their network sites. And they have 12,900 of these sites across the country. So you can imagine, you know, trying to monitor those things because they are suffering from battery theft generator theft people coming trying to steal solar panels they even spoke about yesterday that they're even trying to come up with uh putting uh batteries in bunkers and i was like wow that's just such a <laughs> 
it's such a tough uh, you know situation to be in so i can imagine the types of use cases that you guys uh, you know find yourselves dealing with on a daily basis water just being you know uh, probably just one um, of the many that you guys are probably dealing with um, you know out there so maybe you could give us you know some of that insight into um, some of the other types of uh, projects that you guys do get involved in um, I, I was seeing you nodding your head quite a bit when I was talking about uh, you know MTN so I take it you're quite familiar with the conundrum that uh, network operators for example are facing absolutely I think when looking at security solutions there's many there's many requirements within the country. Um, MTN and the theft of batteries and the theft of solar uh, panels has definitely increased over the past few few months and years uh, around the uh, loading problems. And I think typically for access, we we have a bit of a an approach which we we like to talk about the five layers of security. Um, and it basically takes a specific site and it breaks it down into five different layers. And the first one is the protection of the perimeter. And then we use different types of technology like thermal cameras to detect human beings. Uh, when they come up to the perimeter, we want them early notification and early warning. And then we want some sort of deterrent. So we want to actually prevent them penetrating the, the fence line and actually getting into the premises. Uh, the next layer would then be what happens just after the fence line, sort of between the fence and the building. Um, and it's where people go to and what they do within those areas. And uh, typically we find in in different businesses that they would be stealing something. Maybe it would be a machine or, or some sort of uh, product that's laying on the outside of, of the building. Um, and that could be from anywhere, depending on what the what the actual site is. Uh, then the next one is gaining entry into the actual facility. So it's protection of the door, monitoring who comes in and out. Um, then we look at the, the next layer, which is inside. And then depending on if there's any critical areas uh, within that building where people move around, protection of the fire escape doors, general passageways, office areas. And then the, the fifth layer is really critical areas where it's sort of the infrastructure or safe or something with actually keeping the very important things. Um, and throughout these different layers, we have different solutions that we that we use and different methods that we can track where people are going and what they're doing and who they are. And there's different third party software that we work with as well that provides a, a greater holistic view of, of actually what's happening on a site. But what we try to really achieve is the prevention of certain things and early warning um, so that the guard on site or whoever's monitoring that system can actually respond and try and prevent the losses from happening. Um, and I think there's a lot of innovative things that are coming to market that's making this a lot better um, going forward. All right. And also just given the fact that you guys have just you've just outlined um, your organization's approach, uh, the five layers, it sounds like, you know, quite a comprehensive uh, type of approach, um, you know, to how you secure sites uh, and the like. And very important, especially within the context of infrastructure projects. And I think we use the example of MTN just now. Keen to understand from, you know, your view, um, especially as someone who's uh, probably engaging with a lot 
lot of clients um where you guys are seeing the most demand from uh, your your customer base uh specifically industries right is it network type of operators uh, that we've been talking about now is it the water type of infrastructure projects is it uh, data centers banks schools um you know maybe intersections road intersections i'm just thinking of all the places where i've seen cameras you know in and around um you know cities in south africa uh but from what you're seeing and engaging with customers you know where are you seeing the demand the most from um, you know from customers for your for your solutions i yeah i think from an access perspective uh, we talk about uh, critical infrastructure areas um, and these are broken down into many different facilities so the likes of of escom or your uh, city infrastructures um, mining falls under under that as well, and then also the the telecommunications. So all of them that you've mentioned, that sort of forms uh, part of the critical infrastructure where the the country operates and what they do and where our resources all come from that that actually provide provide services to the country. Um, that's definitely where we see a lot of 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 activity from that perspective. Mining is 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 very good, and I think there's a lot of uh, uh, illegal mining and activities like that that happens within the country and so our product is used quite often within the mining sector. Um, the government space, there's a lot of conversations around smart cities and the and improvement districts within the region um, and I think that is a lot of opportunity that will come up in the future and there's a lot of conversation happening now for what will happen in terms of smart cities within the area. And access plays quite well within the smart city space because of the way that we communicate with different products and our openness to integrate. Uh, a, a lot of what we do is also with housing estates, um, communities to actually protect that perimeter fence line um, to to monitor who's uh, gaining access to the to the property, but also to keep criminals from actually penetrating those fence lines. And we've we've seen a lot of activity around. Um, those perimeter protection uh, requirements. Um, so that's definitely a big use case. Then we also play in uh, the retail space with a couple of retail partners. Um, in education, in the Western Cape specifically, we do quite a bit with the universities there. Um, and there's a, one fairly large private school uh, in South Africa that has now started to implement some of our product as well. Um, so I think we sort of play in, in many spaces, um, but definitely the ones that stand out the most is our critical infrastructure areas uh, where people are looking for a very high quality product that will really last um, a very long time. Uh, and that's sort of what our, our name has been built on is a real quality product with uh, a long lasting uh, quality. And uh, most certainly, you know, that critical infrastructure does need, you know, uh, that monitoring, which is, you know, very important. But like you said, you guys appear to be operating a across a broad, um, you know, swath of the economy and, you know, different sectors and obviously different requirements, you know, from there. But um, the one thing that does, you know, become uh, quite evident is the fact that, you know, even if there are different use cases, um, the one thing that is uh, common is the fact that, 
um, you know, a lot of industries, especially your critical infrastructure industries or critical industries will want um, some of those high quality, high quality solutions uh, because you do have to have a lot of protection on that end. Now, Marcel, before we let you go, um, probably one of the biggest buzzwords right now in the world of uh, technology is uh, the issue of artificial intelligence. And uh, I know that, um, you know, some of Access's systems, you know, make use of that. Just uh, keen to just get uh, your thoughts and also just um, Access's thinking around um, artificial intelligence or AI right now. Absolutely. I think AI is definitely a buzzword. Um, and when we talk about AI, there's different stages of it. Um, and I think within the security industry, we're still fairly in the infancy stage. Uh, there is a lot of activity around development. Um, but when Axis uh, talks about AI, uh, we talk with a little bit of a cautious approach um, because a lot of the expectation on AI is that it can do everything. Um, and a lot of people expect uh, that it will start replacing the human element. Um, so when we look at artificial intelligence, we want it to be there as an aid um, to provide information that can be used by a human, essentially. So essentially some sort of a tool in a toolbox of, of software that people can start analyzing and, and understanding what's happening within their own environment. I think there's a lot of development that's happening. And like I said at the beginning of the of the conversation, Axis has always been an, a company that's open to integration. Um, and we have different partner programs that AI companies can register with us and actually develop software uh, that can be used with, within our product. Um, our cameras, to explain it in an in a easy way for, for everybody to understand, is very similar to a cell phone. So you can take our camera, you can load an application on it that can do different things. And based on that application, you can then achieve what you're wanting to achieve if there is software that, that can do it. And I think as we look um, at the future, there's a lot of uh, investments going in from very large organizations, the likes of Google and Amazon, where they are creating different types of platforms uh, for people to create analytics and use some of the analytics that they have in different ways. So if you're wanting to uh, detect behavior of a human or if you're wanting to detect a weapon uh, or in the case that we've been talking about for waterways, if you want to understand the level or the width or the flow of a river um, before it actually floods and when is it critical to open the, the sluice gates at the dam to actually relieve some of that pressure. Um, so there's lots and various different uh, AI applications that's being developed globally. Um, we're starting to see a lot of partners take interest into our products because of the openness and the different platforms that can actually be used within our, our cameras. Um, and we're seeing a, a, an explosion of, of these companies coming up everywhere and they're all creating their own unique solutions that uh, add different values to different people across the world. Um, and we think as this improves and as it becomes better, it will stabilize a little bit. The expectation of AI will maybe reduce and hopefully it will become a norm. Um, and when we talk about AI becoming a norm in the security industry, if we, if we compare it again to the cell phone, 
most people today use uh, an application to unlock their phone by by detecting their face. And that's a norm now. People take it for granted. Uh, but the surveillance industry um, is almost there, but not quite there yet. We're still catching up. Um, and I think as we see over the next few years, the development of AI technologies coming to market, I think it's a really exciting time for everybody to uh, to be in, especially within the security space. Um, but I think the main thing is to also set the expectation right when testing these software. So test it, make sure it's working, make sure it ticks the boxes and make sure you understand the limitations um, before it is deployed and you expect it to do a lot more and then and then have a few issues because the security industry is an industry that you can't really take risks. So if you're relying on an analytic to pick up something very specific, um, and it misses that, you still need some sort of backup to actually make sure that that system is working. Um, and there's lots of examples around around those, but uh, that might be for a completely other different uh, conversation. No, most certainly. And I think we are going to be bringing you back, you know, for a couple of other, you know, conversations because, you know, there's that and there are a couple of, uh, you know, other issues that you spoke about, um, you know, earlier on that I feel that we could certainly get, um, you know, much deeper into later on. So that's been it, you know, just chatting with the team um, um, over at Access Communications. We're talking to um, Marcel Brands. It's uh, been a very fascinating conversation talking about critical infrastructure. Uh, talking about the you know, various industries, their uses and makes um, uh, and use of, uh, you know, cameras, camera technology, surveillance and the like. Um, one of the things that I like the most about what Marcel said about their platform is the fact that he describes it like a cell phone in that, uh, you know, they have a platform and then other people, because it is an open platform, can come on and, uh, you know, install or add their own applications um, on top of their platform and then and, uh, you know, customize it in the way uh, that is good for them. So that's it. Marcel, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Murio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.